Hey there, it's Yash Chithray from Hub Engage with the Turn On Engagement podcast. Today, we've got Emily Blancado from FIS Global, a very large fintech services company with over 4,000 employees. Emily's going to talk about how she's been able to take employee education and training outside of the box, empowering employees to become brand ambassadors for the company through some pretty cool onboarding programs that have been so successful They've got ambitious plans to roll it out even farther. Hear her full story in this 15-minute podcast and get inspired on how you can easily be creative with your employee learning and training programming. Stay tuned. It's all coming up here on the Turn On Engagement podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Turn On Engagement podcast. I'm Yash Chitray, Senior Vice President of Marketing and Engagement here at Hub Engage. And today I've got a very special guest with me, uh, Emily Blancado, who is the Employee uh, Education Manager at FIS Global, which is a very large financial services uh, company uh, based in New York, I believe. Um, but uh, Emily has done some really, really amazing stuff in the learning and training space. So um, I'm privileged and honored to have her on the podcast today. Uh, welcome, Emily. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks. Thanks for being on. So tell us a little bit about FIS Global and some of the things that you've done there. Um, obviously, I know training has been a challenge this year uh, and last year with, with COVID-19. Uh, you've had to um, change up the way you do things traditionally, normally in terms of how uh, you know traditional employee learning and training programs are done. Uh, we'd really love to hear your story of, of how you're doing it at FIS Global. Yeah, great. Um, let me give you a little history about uh, FIS as a company, maybe just a quick two-minute uh, elevator pitch there, and then we'll, we'll dive into the training side of it. Uh, so FIS is essentially a fintech company. Um, we have clients that cross the gamut um, when it comes to wealth and retirement, uh, payment processing, core processing. So we interact with a lot of merchants who need the rails and networks that we're connected to to process payments for customers that come in. And then for our banking side, uh, we're helping them with the technology part of their business. So if they need a system for uh, core processing, if they need a credit card program and a system that does all the bells and whistles that they want to tie to that, they come to FIS and we help build something that is um, using our system, but has parameter driven pieces to it that they can kind of create their own experience, so to speak, with that. Uh, so overall, we tend to work with a lot of businesses and our employees across the board typically interact with clients directly. So it's that business to business. And we also offer business to consumer if a client needs that type of service. So uh, very fast, uh, the tech industry has certainly pushed us to the limit when it comes to change management and updating our technology to meet the business needs of our customers today. And especially when it comes to the training world, that can be an, a a challenge for all of our staff because it, it can feel a little bit like whiplash where you're going through multiple changes at once, um, not only technology changes, but maybe um, organizational changes as we find better fits to align our talent across the business. So when we first launched um, my team specifically, which was focused on all of those employees that serve our business to business customers. So that might be someone who is in client care that helps with, you have this problem, you can't get this thing done in the system. 
uh, all the way through um, relationship and success management type roles or implementation roles where they're actually implementing uh, products for clients. And we actually started the team up right before COVID actually hit the mainstream and kind of everyone shut down March of last year. And essentially, we were a small team of about, at the time, five or six people that had to figure out how to build training programs at scale for an audience over 4,000 people. And how we ended up figuring out how to do that was really leaning into the expertise uh, that we had amongst our subject matter experts. And what we noticed right away is with how fast the tech was moving and the products were getting developed, there is no way that we could have leaned into an old instructional um, design model where it takes six months to develop something. And furthermore, we realized our audience didn't want that uh, because it, it tended to be almost overly polished where they lost the connection of where, is, where am I in this picture of this, of this? And what we leaned into then is, well, why don't we just let the experts talk? And essentially what we ended up packaging was working with subject matter experts, getting them to record content either with us in an interview style similar to this, or even using PowerPoint to do a quick demo of something that they were working through that they would then talk through. And the benefit that this offered us is one, we could have 10 SMEs recording simultaneously, and then we would just be grabbing and polishing and editing their uh, content essentially, and then putting it in a container and curating it in a path based on what someone new might need to know in that role, or if you transition from, let's say, implementations into like a client care role, what are the things that you would need to shift about your responsibilities and understand to get there? And with COVID, it, you know, everyone was very starved for connection. We immediately went remote. Um, so you didn't get that office interaction. A lot of people weren't as comfortable with virtual using their cameras and collaborating in that manner. So the benefit on top of just being able to get the program done in a short amount of time so our audience could actually use it was that it provided connection because now as a new hire, I could join and I get to hear from all of the experts that are going to support me in my role. And I know their name. I didn't have to bog them down to get their knowledge and sit next to them for an hour um, and ask questions. Uh, I wasn't getting a, an experience that was maybe different than the person before me because every time this me did it, maybe they changed how they delivered that content. We were able to give SMEs back and make it more repeatable. So they had less stress when we're already down a, a team member and they're probably taking on more from a business perspective. And the new hire got to almost feel like a connection to the team where, oh, well, from this content this person created, they were really funny the way they put it together. And they made some, you know, brought some case scenarios that were kind of humorous and that's how they delivered. So they could kind of understand a little bit more about the personality of the people that they were working with, which made them more comfortable reaching out and connecting with those colleagues across the business. And conversely on the SME side, they were actually able to have more valuable conversations with these new hires where it wasn't just kind of a data dump where maybe the new hire is feeling overwhelmed because someone who's been a veteran of 10 years is basically telling them everything that they think is important in that moment. It allowed us to edit down what the SMEs were providing and break it down into how can someone actually digest this? What other content do we need to partner this from the industry? to make sure that the new hire has what they need. And the SMEs have absolutely leaned in and loved the process. Um, so much so that we have now managers that encourage their team to record content. Um, people are posting videos, even when it comes to like time management and things about 
how to integrate, you know, Yammer into our Teams app and how to shut off Outlook notifications so you can really focus on what you need to get done and not get distracted by everything that pops up in our day. So overall, to sum that up, I think the ultimate goal for us was connection, making sure that people were aware of who they had with them and who they could lean on in this experience. And that drove a, a greater sense of community across FIS and better partnership. So I had an understanding of if I ask this person something, I do understand what I'm asking them for and the time commitment it might require of them. Wow, this is great. So, you know, it sounds like almost like a repeatable, trainable, coachable process that you created. Um, and you, uh, it sounds like, you know, you, you did it with the, the new hires. And I'm wondering, is this something that you could do for existing employees too, or something that you're planning to do maybe with your existing employees as they, you know, maybe are transitioning between roles or moving up in their career or something like that so that they could uh, you know, it's almost like you're creating this, this library of experiences that other people can learn from. That's exactly what ended up happening. And we are actually looking at doing that. And on top of that, an important piece of us is we did have to, I don't want to say babysit because these are all, you know, great right. professionals, but they were new to what we were asking them. Not everybody has like a YouTube channel outside of work or like a podcast that there is their fun thing to do on the side. Uh, sure. So some of them were very nervous to get started. So we did have to do some handholding in the beginning to build confidence, uh, people who maybe didn't like the sound of their voice and, you know, kind of tell them like, well, if someone was sitting next to you, they'd hear your voice. So, you know, just be comfortable with, with hearing it yourself. And we're actually working on trying to get a framework together. So how do we build, um, we're using Articulate Rise for a lot of this stuff because it's easy to package what we get and then we get a lot of variety. So it allows us to kind of put it in one container. But now we're creating a framework and creating courses specifically on how do you work with us to create great content for your teams so we can get that in front of the leadership team. So we don't have to necessarily be around for someone to tackle this. They could tackle it. We could be working on another project. They could be creating content. And then once they're ready to package it and curate it and polish everything up, they then can call us in for that piece of it. And this allows us to scale it across the organization because as I mentioned earlier, we had a really small team and I mean, every moment is precious. So yeah. we are working on packaging that. And we actually had, when we piloted this, there were some veterans who had been with the company probably like 20 years in their roles. And they actually went through it and audited kind of what we put together. Did we, did we get the right notes in the right places based on what someone, what's important to someone? And they came back and said, oh my God, I learned things that I didn't know because I never had a chance to meet Joe in that department. And, you know, Rajneesh is a great resource for development. I wasn't aware of what he did or that, that we even had a job like that. So most definitely it could be applied to people transitioning roles. I think the challenge that we have ahead of us now, or really I'll, I'll say opportunity because we're really excited about it. But the opportunity is how do we, now that we have it, connect these into role-specific jobs. So if I am in a business analyst position today serving one specific product, how do we naturally package it so you know like you could take these are 10 roads that you could take that would develop your career and this is the outcome that you could reach. That's the piece that is a little challenging now and there's a lot of work we have to do around, I think, role definition across our teams, making sure that when someone says they are this title, that there are similarities in what they're actually doing in a day in the life of. Uh, but that's what we're focused on now is how do we scale it? And then more importantly, how do we create a pathway for career mobility using what we're creating with our schemes? 
That's fantastic. And I would think that there's an opportunity. I know this is mostly for internal consumption inside of, of FIS, but I'm wondering, you know, are there snippets or, you know, some golden nuggets that you can take out of this and create into your external brand awareness as well so that your customers also see this and learn a little bit about, you know, the employees and the culture and the things um, that you guys do at, at FIS. We often say, you know, sometimes the best way to, to, to sell out is to sell in. So selling inwards and sell, selling internally inside of your company uh, and, and having your, your employees be your sort of spokesman, your, your employee brand ambassadors. Um, I'm wondering if, if there's a way to, to, you know, take it even a step further and, and, and show the rest of the world that. Great, great comment. And I would agree that there is. Um, the, the element that gets a little bit more complicated externally is you do have to be mindful of like what brand image are we setting out there, uh, sure. making sure yeah. that we're not, you know, mentioning, you know, client specific names and, and you know, right. calling any of that private information out. But we have looked at that even from the perspective of how could we lead our clients to do this in their own shops? Because what we've noticed is if we have, um, we're working with a client who has a certain culture. And they have not embraced this kind of active learning culture that I think most businesses are looking at and realizing they have to invest in because things are changing so fast. Um, we're figuring out how do we encourage our clients to build programs like this? Because at the end of the day, if our clients don't have that learning culture and are not supporting their employees' development, that does end up bleeding into our bottom line because that means that client might be having to call support more often than not because maybe they're wearing multiple hats and they never have had a chance to really excel at this skill. It's just one of those things that when I have to do it, I call. Uh, so what we're hoping to do eventually is if we can package the concept out to our clients and help better inform them of ways that they can get creative, that it'll help not only with their learning culture and, and develop a, an ability for um, their employees, but it also helps us on the back end because we're challenging our staff to educate our clients and, and how can you make this the last time that they have to call in for this? Because nobody likes, like, I know personally for me, if I've got to call somewhere because I'm stuck, I'm never happy about it. <laughs> My day was interrupted. So we are most definitely looking into that. And I think it's just the nuance of making sure we hit the right tone uh, yeah. with that launch outward. And especially with the SME interviews, I think it does show with a, with a big company, sometimes people can think like, oh, it's a, it's a big corporate company. And you can lose touch of the, the amazing amount of talent that are tied to that company that actually make it relevant. Because uh, I think any organization who doesn't recognize that their people are the best asset is, is maybe just a little out of touch. Um, and that's something we want to encourage with our, our clients that, you know, we, we want to help you in any way we can provide a better product because that's our product at the, at the end of the day too, even though it's maybe not branded that way. Um, that is something that we're putting out there as an experience to people across the world. That's that's exactly. I think you you hit the nail on the head right there, and that that's exactly, I think how you have to think. Uh, you know, when you're working in employee communications, employee training, all the things that you you talked about there. It's it's really all these subtle nuances that you have to think about when you're putting out a program like this, and how far, just how far can you take it, and and what can you get. Out of it, you obviously don't want things to backfire there. So, fascinating perspective. Loved every minute of your story there. Uh, I think we're just out of time for today, but I wanted to thank you very much for for coming on to the podcast here. Uh, you know, we certainly uh, hope to have you on again, and and I, I'd love to see what happens. Well, where do you take this thing? Because it's pretty exciting, and 
Um, it's just a fascinating case study that I, I think will, will help not only your internal employee brand and your employer brand, but again, if, if, if you can take that and connect the dots to the external and your customers get to get a taste of that and see that, that's going to help with selling the products and services that FIS offers and, and also um, you know, just your, your, your recruiting and your training and, and, and your retention programs and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's all, all threads in the same fabric, uh, so to speak. Um, so thank you, Emily. Thank you for sharing the story with us today. Really appreciate it. Oh, it was a pleasure. Uh, we, we love talking about learning and development here at FIS. So I would be happy to come back. And if you're interested in any of those links about our conferences that we're demoing this stuff out, happy to send those your way as well. That will be great. Yeah. And we will put those uh, links uh, directly into the description here. So if you're listening to this podcast on YouTube or uh, on our website, you'll be able to find the links there. And uh, you can certainly connect with Emily as well, uh, hopefully on LinkedIn or, or, or any other means. Thanks, Emily. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. All right. Take care. Hey there, employee communications and HR folks. We've got some big news to share over here at Hub Engage. We've officially been made a Society of Human Resource Management recertification provider. So if you're a SHRM member and you're in need of getting your mandatory recertification credits, you can tune into our new webinar series where we educate and train you on a variety of HR related topics and trends. So you're up to date on your continuing education requirement. SHRM is a great place for all things HR, and with this exciting new partnership Hub Engage has created, we can now recertify you while you turn on engagement at the same time inside of your company. For more details and to sign up for a recertification course with one of our Hub Engage SHRM certified experts, visit hubengage.com and click on the SHRM tab under resources to get started today.